Welcome back to Six Pennies Podcast. This is Mock. Got Timmy on the line with me, and here's a shocker for you. Albert is not here once again. Are you okay with that? Uh, I haven't talked to Albert in like a couple weeks, so is he okay? I know he's really tired from work. He's super tired all the time and traveling once again. So I mean, every every time he texts us, he's at the at the bar at DFW or at uh, Dallas Left Field. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> Maybe we're the ones being catfished now. But today is Thursday. It's Pocket Change Thursday. We got a pretty good one for you guys. Going to be all Houston based since we got our Dallas guy out of the system right now. Yeah. It's going to cover a couple sports memories that we probably want to forget. But before we go to that, let's talk about something that you guys will not want to forget. So today's episode is brought to you by one of our sponsors, Aleph Technologies. So if you're looking to build up your resume or you want to jump into or move up the professional ranks in the IT industry, or if you just want formal training in various business methodologies, give Aleph Technologies a look. They can take care of all of your training needs. So check out the website at www.aleph-technologies.com. That's A-L-E-P-H. Or you can email them directly at training at aleph-technologies.com. All right, so Timmy, today's pocket change question comes to us from our friend Derek Lamb. And he asks, if you could change one outcome of any game in Houston sports history, what would it be and why? He listed a few examples here. I figured the best way to go through it, it'll be somewhat of a counseling session today. I know there's a bunch of sports heartbreaks that come to mind right away. Let's just go by sport. First one, let's go through football. The Texans. Can you think of any game or any outcome that you would want to change in Texans history? Man, we uh, we started this week by talking romantic comedies and, and things that <laughs> touch the heart, and then now we're moving straight to heartbreak, huh? It's a good question, though. It's fun to think about. I obviously don't know as much about some of the Houston sports as you will. One that jumps out to me was, was just uh, the beating by the Chiefs 30 nothing. but last year, a couple years ago. Yeah, that's just kind of a that's pretty embarrassing. But I know there's there's some other ones that are more heartbreaking because we probably should have had a, a better shot at it, right? Yeah. So thirty nothing was a couple years ago. We weren't really that great. Still had the same quarterback controversies that it seems like we've always had. But last year we lost to the Patriots in the second round. The Patriots, as we know, ended up getting a Super Bowl and winning it all. So we lost to the eventual champions. So that one kind of hurt a little bit, except I don't think anyone expected too much anyway from Brock Osweiler. The one that really comes to mind for me is the 2011 game between the Texans and the Baltimore Ravens. That one hurt a lot. We ended up losing by a touchdown. We had quarterback issues again. That was the year Matt Schaub got hurt. Oh, no. But at the yeah. same time, that was definitely the best Texans defense I've ever seen. All our guys are really young. Our offense was pretty explosive, even with a backup quarterback there. And all I remember from that game, the image that's burned into my memory, unfortunately, is Jacoby Jones. He was our punt returner. I ragged on him. I hated on him all season. The punt bounces in front of him, so he lets it bounce, and then he tries to inexplicably, he's like on the 10-yard, our own 10-yard line, and he tries to pick it up off the bounce, and he completely misses, and the ball hits him in the helmet bounces away and Ravens end up recovering and scoring a touchdown on two plays later. Yeah, that's a bad one. Didn't Jacoby Jones end up being like a Super Bowl hero like a couple years later or something? Yeah, a year or two <laughs> later he almost got Super Bowl MVP. Oh <laughs> man, that's great. So is that the worst is that the worst one for the Texans? I think it has to be. That one hurt the most. I think that was definitely our best shot at a Super Bowl. That 2011 team. 
You wrote okay. down the next year, the 2012 team, too, against the Patriots. What happened there? I don't even know. So 2012 Patriots, that one hurt as well, but I think it was pretty clear that the Patriots were the better team, and the game was in New England, really hard to win there. Um, yeah. It was just a back-and-forth game, really high scoring. Neither team could really stop the other, but they still ended up winning by, like, double-digit points. So it wasn't That's as close fair. as the Ravens. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're talking Houston sports, and I know Derek's a little younger than us, but it's got to be the 1992 Oilers losing, <laughs> yeah. losing a 35-3 lead in the second half. The biggest was, comeback in NFL history, I believe. Yes, uh, yeah, at least at the time, or, or at least until now, I, I don't know. We were at church. I don't know if you remember. Whoa, you remember? Wow, okay. Like, no, this was before yeah, my time. We were at church eating, I think we were eating lunch, and I, I think somebody had like one of those little portable radios. Yeah. Not not one of us kids, because we were like, what, six, uh, like eight years old or something, nine years old. Um, but I think it was like my, one of our dads had like a little portable radio, and they were listening to it. And I remember we were like, oh man, we're killing the Bills, we're going to win it, and then huge collapse, ridiculous loss. Yes. I've only seen it on replay, and I've read about it, heard about it, but that's before I really got into football. So I was never too into the Oilers. I got into them maybe like our last year before they moved out of Houston. Uh, So I was definitely cheering for the Titans when they made the Super Bowl the year after that, you know, the miracle. Oh, Um, yeah, they had a a heartbreak too then. Yeah. If If we think of the Titans and the, what is it called, Music City Miracle or something? Music City Miracle, yeah. Yeah. All right, so it sounds like it's either those those 2011 Texans or, for me, it's, it's those Oilers. Yeah. What's funny was, so going back to Jacoby Jones, he, he's been out of the league for a little bit now. I actually saw him at the gym, I think, last year, just trying to work out, stay in shape. <laughs> um, nice. But a couple years ago when I had when Jeremy Lin was on the Rockets, I had the media pass from a buddy of mine, so yeah. I had... Um, you know, I had access to go down to the locker room and stuff after the games and interview the players, stuff like that. And with that media pass, there's like a special media table, like courts, not courtside, but it's on, you know, lower level, suite level. And so I saw Jacoby Jones at the game. It was halftime or, or right after the game ended. So I went up to talk to him. And this was right after that Super Bowl performance of his that you talked about. He scored two touchdowns, one receiving, one punt return or kickoff return so he had a great game almost won mvp and so i went up to congratulate him i was like hey you know good job on the super bowl and i think i asked him like a random question i was like i know joe flacco won mvp but did you think you deserved it or do you think you were pretty close to winning it he's like yeah thanks man and then he looked down and he saw my badge and he was like oh you're media man man I'm, i ain't talking to you man you you hate you guys hated on me when i was here and then I spent the like, oh, next right. like 30 seconds trying to explain to him that I wasn't media. It wasn't really media. I was just borrowing it from a friend, but he wouldn't take it. He just walked away. So, <laughs> Jacoby Jones. Nice, uh, yeah, nice, uh, nice humble brag there about the, the Rockets media pass. Yeah, it was good while it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go on to your favorite sport then. Let's go to Astros. Oh, should I, uh, should I just go ahead and mute like I normally do, or, or what? <laughs> I don't know if I can handle like a 10-minute soliloquy by myself. Oh, uh, better, not, better not be 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, the, the one that Derek listed is 2015 Astros-Kansas uh, City, so I, I remember that one. That's a, that was a pretty big heartbreak, because they ended up going on to win it, right? Yeah, so the 2015, I was at that game. I was at the game oh. game four. We were a couple innings away from making it to the next round, defeating the Royals, who ended up, again, winning the World Series that year. 
that one definitely hurt. I remember I was super excited. We were up four runs, and I had jumped all over my nachos. There's like cheese all over the place, and I got really good seats in the middle of the afternoon, so I left work for it. And then it was just hit after hit after hit in the eighth inning, and they came back, just nickel and dimed us away, and ended up winning by like two or three runs. So that one definitely hurts. The only other one that really comes to mind for me was the 2005 NLCS game. I'm sure you're not the biggest Astros fan, but you for sure have to remember this as well. I thought we went to the to the World Series in 05. We did, but you still remember that Pujols home run? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. So Pujols home run, top of the ninth inning. Astros were a couple outs away from making the World Series for the first time in a long time. And then Albert Bujols hits a bomb, and you could hear a pin drop in the arena or in the stadium. I can't remember if we watched that together, but wherever you watched it, like I'm sure no. everyone just went speechless. And well, I was—I mean, we were in college, right? So I yeah. was—I uh, was watching it in my apartment with a couple guys, and so that I, I don't—they weren't—they weren't Astros fans, gotcha. but it was—it was pretty shocking. That was like. Probably I don't know. I definitely watched the playoffs that season. It was it was uh, back when I was you know a little more interested. Um, <laughs> but I mean it's, it's bad. But then we still ended up beating them, right? And then going to the World Series. Yeah. So we beat them in Game Six. But what screwed it up for us, us being the Astros, was Roy Oswalt ended up having Rotation. to pitch. Yeah, yeah. Roy Oswalt ended up having to pitch Game Six, and we couldn't yeah, use him yeah. for Game One. Messed up our entire rotation for the World Series. And that World Series, we lost every game by, like, one run. Yeah. So there's a lot of what-ifs there as well. But that one definitely hurt. That's a good point. I mean, even though we ended up beating them in the series, it just ended up affecting the next one. That's just, you know, another reason why baseball sucks, I guess. (laughs) I guess that's why you're a basketball specialist now. Um, Yeah, I mean, Astros have a good shot this year, though, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely expecting to win it all this year. But let's go to your specialty then, the Rockets. I know we probably have a few in mind. What what comes to mind first? The one that Derek listed, 97 Rockets against the Jazz. Game 6, Conference Finals. The Stockton 30-foot heave slash Carmelo and Bear Hug on Clyde Drexler, setting the, the greatest moving screen in, uh, in NBA <laughs> history probably. And then him running up and down the court and them celebrating on, our, on our court. I in think, Houston, right? yeah. Yeah, man, and that team, that that's right when we got Barkley, too, so it was the, one of the first big threes um, that were formed that way, and we were, you know, we were looking pretty good. I, I think we would have had a great shot at, at, at taking down the Bulls that year. Was that Barkley and Pippen? No, 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 no. Pippen no just came Bar- later after, yeah, after just Drexler Barkley. was done. So that was game six. Utah was leading 3-2, so it would have forced the game seven in Utah. At yep. that point... I know we were up pretty big that game in the last, and they made a furious comeback in the last two minutes. But were you expecting us to go into Game Seven in Utah and win? Yeah, I was expecting us to go to the finals. I mean, there was pretty little doubt in my head. I think at that time, just because of the star power we had, and I don't know, I just didn't really think that Utah had it. Yeah, that was that was a tough one. Is that one of the top ones for you? That's up there. Another one for me was the year before. So, 96, when we played the Sonics, we ended up getting swept. Got swept. Yeah, Yeah. we did get swept, but I remember Game 2 and Game 3 were pretty close. Uh, Game 2 was... So, we always had horrible matchup issues with the Sonics. Game 2 was the one where they set an NBA record at the time with 23s against us. 
Um, oh, man. It was still pretty close. I think we ended up losing by, like, under five points. But why that series really matters for me, even though, you know, if we win game two, it becomes more of a series coming home 1-1, right? But that was the end of an era in terms of my boy yeah. Sam Cassell being on the team. And Robert Ory got traded away right after that for Charles Barkley. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that was our chance to three-peat, too. Yeah. That would have been huge after after the Bulls three-peat. Or, I mean, it would have brought us to, you know, facing the Bulls Yeah. in the final. Or, wait, that, was this semifinals? I think that was only the semis against the Sonics. But they ended yeah. up going to the finals. Yeah. Man, those teams, like you said, they, they had our number for, for yeah. the most part. Well, what's interesting to me is, do you think most of the reason why we went ahead with that trade for Barkley, you think that was with the Sonics in mind? Absolutely. It was to guard Sean Kemp. We needed. Yeah. We thought that Barkley was the guy that was going to take down Sean Kemp. Well, he did. Well, sort of. So the next year, we beat them in seven and then ended up playing yep. the Utah Jazz and Utah Jazz, we had always beat them until that year. <laughs> we lost them that yeah, year. We beat so. them in both of our championship years, I think. Yeah, so kind of ironic. The other one that came to mind for me is 2009 against the Lakers. That's the one where I think T-Mac had already been hurt, and so we were already underdogs. And then I think in game three or four is when Yao got hurt. Yeah. And he like left the game but then came back, and like I think we won. Maybe we lost. I don't know. But then he was, he was done for the series. We ended up losing in seven, so we took them all the way to seven. But that team was awesome with with Yao and T Mac. Obviously, my boy Shane. We had Ron Artest, um, yeah. Dikembe, Carl Landry, Aaron Brooks. Wait, do we still have Aaron Brooks? Is Rafer? Um, I think a young Kyle Lowry. That team was stacked. That team was pretty good if healthy. I remember in game one or game two in LA. Remember Derek Fisher just bulldozed over Louis Scola. Uh, yeah on a screen or something and nothing happened to him or he got kicked out of that game but no suspension I remember I was being I was pretty upset about that I think that team had a good had a good shot at moving forward and I think that was the semis and then they ended up going on to win the title it seems to be a common theme yeah um the other I don't know why I was thinking of it but I think like 2004 or something when when Knockbar was owning Carl Malone <laughs> Is that 2004? I mean, obviously we lost. 2003, 2004, yeah, with Francis. That, that's when that's when Malone was on the Lakers for that one season, and I think uh, he like blocked him on one end, and then came down and, and had a fast break layup on the other end. And, yeah, man, Boston. I remember at that time there was something, some story going around that Boston Knockbar was really racist because he would oh. only he would only dunk really hard on black people. <laughs> <laughs> Like there's something going on. I, I remember Carl Malone was uh, caught up in that since you know they had this back and forth going on, but oh, you look, wow. go back and look at the clips. Like all of his highlights are against like just black people, and whenever he had a white guy, I mean, just wouldn't do anything. Um, oh, that's terrible. Well, I mean, <laughs> he, he liked a, at least he liked Asian people. He's Yao's friend, right? Yeah, Yao's best maybe. Yao's buddy, best friend. But we can't talk about the Rockets heartbreaks and not talk about 2014. That Damn. was. The Damian Lillard shot that killed Houston. That one especially hurt for me because that was the year that I had the media pass. So I went to a ton oh. of games that year. I went to, you know, both of the games in Houston, or maybe all three, all three games, playoff games that were in Houston. Uh, I was in the locker room afterwards, and it was just I can't remember ever going from that high of a high to that low of a low. 
Chandler Parsons then just had a tip in layup to put us up two, I believe. And then all he all we had to do was stop him for like two seconds and they had some defensive switches right before the ball was inbounded, and Damian Lillard just ran straight to the inbounder and got a clean release, and it was over. Le- less than two seconds. It was less. It was less than one second, and he somehow got free from Parsons and just started clapping his hands and just yeah, wide yeah, open. Wide open, knocked it down. I don't know how he did it in like less than a second, but that one hurt and then it just reminded me of that Brandon Roy shot that beat us even though that wasn't yeah. a playoffs or anything it's like why, why do the Blazers keep making these crazy threes to beat us that was almost from the same spot like a 35 yeah. footer or something yeah I mean those are tough I think uh, this year against the Spurs was a tough one the 2005 against the Mavs in game 7 losing by 40 that's, that's a pretty bad one too yeah losing by 40 that one hurt a lot just because we we're also in college and there was just a ton of Houston Dallas yep. tension. Too many Mavs fans everywhere. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, so if you had to choose one, we listed, you know, maybe about ten or ten or twelve. If you had to choose one out of all of these to change the outcome of, which one would it be? Well, I, I have one more. Okay. That no, go ahead. It's not on this list. It's not the Texans, Astros, or the Rockets. Oh. Five slamma jamma, <laughs> losing, losing to NC State in uh, 1983 in the, in the finals, yeah. like 80, 82, 83 or something. Yeah, 83. I mean, that's before our time, but those teams definitely should have won a championship. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not going to be the one that I'm going to choose. But that that's a pretty rough Houston loss. That definitely is, yeah. So, which one will you choose overall? Uh, I'm going to go with 97, the Stockton shot, Stockton the bear hug. Yeah. So you wanted that shot at Jordan, huh? I wanted that, that shot. I mean, 96, it, since it was a sweep against the Sonics, like, I can't really use yeah. the, I, I just don't feel like we were as close. But the Stockton shot, we were, I mean. That was Western know, just, Conference just Finals. Win the, next, yeah. win the next game, and we were going for the finals. Yeah, that's a good call. And that was pretty much the end of that dominant Rockets era, right? Just about. Uh, yeah, I mean, we ended up with Pippen. That, that, I guess that just kind of ruined things. Scotty Quinton. Okay. Yep. What about you? Who's, what's your worst? There's so many to choose from. I'm tempted to go with Kansas City 2015 against the Royals just because I was there as well. But if it really comes down to heartbreak, none of these games hurt me as badly as Damian Lillard did. Oh. So it has to be Damian Lillard. I had so much invested in that team. I went to yeah. so many games that year. And that team was really deep. That was when we still had Omer Ashik off the bench. We had Jeremy Lin <laughs> off the bench. It, we, we had a deep team. And there were a lot of random things that happened at the end of those games that we missed out on. A lot of like woulda, coulda, shoulda incidences. But I think that loss, it made me swear off sports for like two or three months. Or, or at least wow. one, one full month after that. Quit ESPN, quit any highlights, quit watching baseball, like, Nothing at all, and I had so much spare time that that month. <laughs> I think that has that to be it for me. That was our first year with with Dwight and, and Harden, right? Yes, yeah, that yeah, was that, that was a pretty good team. And Parsons was still really good at that point. Yeah, Parsons was still very useful as a player, not like he is now. Thanks everyone for tuning in today. Hope you guys had your tissues ready to relive some of these sports heartbreaks from a Houston standpoint. We have a huge giveaway going on right now on our Facebook page. We're giving away a $100 Amazon gift card courtesy of our other sponsor, Derek Shaw and Farmers Insurance. 
if you want to give yourself the best chance to win this prize, then I would suggest going to iTunes and giving us a review real quick. There's also a bunch of other ways that you could try to enter to win this prize. Just go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash sixpennies podcast and check it out.